Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Laura. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. ago was Valentine's Day. And obviously Valentine's Day is a day to celebrate and acknowledge, you know, your relationship and just spend spend time with that significant other, whether it be your spouse or, you know, someone you just started dating or someone you've been dating for a long time. It's a day to celebrate and just focus on that relationship alone. And today we want to focus on the pursuit and the protection of your relationship. And especially for long-term relationships, you know, whether you've been dating for a long time um, or whether you recently got married or you've been married for a long time, any relationship that's that's been a long span. Now, this is still important for short-term relationships as well because it's better to be proactive with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about rather than trying to fix things when stuff goes bad. And for Nate and I, we have been in a long-term relationship. Um, This March will be 10 years that we've been together. And then in June, we will celebrate four years of marriage. And over these last 10 years, we have learned a lot together. We have navigated different seasons of life together. And through trial and error, we've seen how certain things work and how certain things don't work for our relationship. And we hope that through this episode, it will inspire you to have those hard conversations, to narrow down, you know, what are you prioritizing? What... Um, your boundaries are in your relationship and hopefully then create a healthier long-term relationship with your partner. So let's let's start with the pursuit, the pursuit of the relationship and how this actually needs to be a continuous pursuit. This pursuit never stops. This pursuit always needs to be, how can I demonstrate my love more? How can I still win them over? How can I still go above and beyond to really show them that I love them? And if anything, over time, it should grow. It shouldn't stay the same. Over time, you learn your spouse even more, and then you can show how you love in an even greater capacity. Because over time, you should gather more of the details yeah. of you know what they do love and how to love them, and you should be able to utilize that more to show that love more. And I think too many people have a misconception of when they hit marriage or when people move in together that it's like this finish line that they reach or this checkpoint that they can like take a break, that they don't have to have that same pursuit. When in reality, like marriage or, you know, a big stepping stone relationship is just another starting point. You know, it's a starting point to then level up. It's a starting point to then reach a new height with your relationship. So I think another important thing to realize is that you need to show up as the best version of yourself. And you need to be seeking how to improve yourself as a person in order to show up better in that relationship. And I think that's one of the things that's helped Laura and I the most is that we've we've both been in a constant pursuit for personal growth. And that's part of the reason for doing this podcast together too. Since we're both pursuing per- personal growth, we're both showing up the best version of ourselves and we're bringing the best version of ourselves to the relationship, which ultimately makes the relationship better. You know, we talked about the multiplication rule before, you know, you both have to bring 100% in order for your relationship to be 100%. If someone brings 25% and someone else brings 100, will the relationship still only at 25%? If you both bring 50, you multiply that together, you're still only at 25%. It's not a 50-50, it's 100-100. Another important thing is that you're loving the person the way that they want to be loved. And there's a really good book on this called The Five Love Languages, and it goes over five different types or five different ways to love somebody. It talks about, you know, giving them gifts. It talks about quality time. It talks about physical touch. It talks about acts of service. And it talks about words of affirmation. And each of these are different ways that you can demonstrate love to somebody. But it's really important that you know how they want to receive love because it may be different than the way that you want to receive love. 
So it's important that you're demonstrating the love that they want rather than the love that you want. Because it's almost like trying to talk somebody. They call them languages because they use the analogy of trying to talk to somebody in a different language. You know, if Laura's love language is active service, but I try to use giving gifts instead, that's like, you know, trying to speak German to someone who only understands English. Right. And the other thing is, is you can't just assume that's what their love language is. Because if you're speaking in the love language that you like, that may mean nothing to them. And sometimes it's it just takes that effort to just say, hey, you know, what are your love languages? Maybe they are a quiet, a quieter person and they don't vocalize what they need. Be the one to ask, hey, what what can I do for you? You know, what way can I show up for you? And if you're early in a relationship, yes, it's important to ask, but try all five. Do all five of them and see which one lands the best. See which one you can, because you'll be able to see really quickly which, what are the one or two that really work the best, the ones that really demonstrate the love the best. But make sure that you're actually, you know, trying out different ones. And again, not just doing what you think is the best, because what you think is the best may not be the best for them. Right. The other thing I think about is that it says a lot about a person who pays attention to the details. It's one thing to know that your spouse's um, love language is gifts, but it's a whole nother thing to know what gifts make them happy. You know, just to go up, you know, to the store and get a box of chocolates and say, oh, hey, I brought you a gift. You know, that's not going to mean the same as if, you know, there's something they've had their eye on and you go out of your way and you surprise them with it. There's a huge difference when you pay attention to the details. I also want to address the misconception around the statement, it's the thought that counts. Too many people use the statement, it's the thought that counts, as an excuse to show up mediocre, right? It's not it's not supposed to be an excuse for you to do, you know, a subpar gift or a subpar acts of service or a subpar words of affirmation. It's not it's not an excuse for you to show up below average and say, well, it was a thought that counts. No, that's a lame excuse of you not showing up to your fullest potential. Like a good example of this is on Valentine's Day, I decided to make Laura dinner because we usually don't go out because of it being packed busy everywhere. So I decided to make Laura a really nice dinner and I made, you know, a high end restaurant like dinner. And if you follow us on social media, you probably saw it. But if I would have just went to the store and bought a pre-made little box thing, you just throw in the oven Take out. and said, ah, well, it's a thought that counts. No, that's just me not showing up to my fullest ability. Now, if you're someone that can't cook and you went and did that just so your wife didn't have to, you're leaning into the best of your ability. It's not about the statement. It's the thought that counts isn't about, you know, just using it as an excuse not to show up. It's saying I'm going to show up the best that I possibly can. And if that's still you know, kind of mediocre, it's still the best that I can. And that's where the thought that counts comes in. But if you're capable of more, then it's not the thought that counts. It just shows that you were lazy in that respect. So pursuit is a major factor in the relationship and making sure that it's continuous and going after and expanding that relationship. But it's also very important to protect your relationship. And this comes in a couple different facets, but protecting your relationship is so important because that's, that's a sacred bond between those two people. Right. And you don't want to ever, you know, break that. The strength of that bond and the strength of that relationship is the longevity. And oftentimes it's the strength of that person, because especially when you become married and you become one, you know, you can tell if someone's marriage is on the rocks, they show up less elsewhere because it's a distraction at that point and not something that makes them better. The purpose of the relationship is for you two to build each other up and to make each other better and to challenge each other and to to be They always say the better half, you know, to fill in the gaps and to help each other in life live to the fullest extent. And it's important that you protect that the best way you can. 
And I think that all that first starts with protecting the representation. You know, you want to protect the way that people see your marriage or your relationship. You don't want to be the person that complains about their significant other all the time to other people. The way that you speak about them when they're not around really says a lot about the relationship and about the people in the relationship. Yeah, you should be the first person to speak highly of your spouse, to defend your spouse. I think that's one of the biggest things that in our day and age people struggle with. And if you're in a friend group where people are bashing their significant others or people are bashing their spouse, I think it's time to reevaluate your friend group because that should be the number one person in your life who you defend and you compliment. And out of all the things that we're going to talk about protecting the relationship, this is, I think, the thing that I've been most intentional with and Laura's actually most intentional with in our relationship and one thing that's helped keep it so strong. Um, I've even had somebody at work before I said something about Laura and they were like, you know, I've never heard you say something negative about your wife. It's always, you know, she's perfect or, you know, something great about her. Or she did this. That was great. It's always something positive. And she said, you don't see that very often. And I said, you know, but it's important to the strength of the relationship. I don't think there's as many relationships as strong as my wife and I's. And she said, you know, that's probably has something to do with it. And it's just being intentional to speak positive things about that person, because again, they are your other half. You don't want to sit there and tear down yourself all the time. Why would you tear down that person that is with you? Right. Another example would be, let's say Nate and I got into an argument. I'm going to communicate with him about it. I'm not going to take it to an outside source. You know, I'm not going to go off to a best friend and complain about Nate and this issue that we have. You know, I'm going to address it one on one because he's the one that I need to resolve the issue with. The next thing is protecting the prioritization. Protect what is most important. And for all of you, your spouse or your significant other comes before your kids. It comes before your work. It comes before, you know, outside sports. It comes before hobbies. It comes before everything. It has to be the spouse, then your kids, then everything else. And if you're a Christian, the only thing that goes above a spouse is the relationship with God himself, because it's important that you guys lead out of strength. You know, if you're trying to raise a family and raise kids, the moment that you put more emphasis on the relationship with the kids and less on your spouse, you're setting them up for failure whenever they actually go out and find a spouse for themselves. The better that you demonstrate a strong relationship, the better you're setting them up for success for a strong relationship after. So a lot of the times this happens unintentionally, especially when kids come into the mix or when work gets really heavy or when you're trying to get a new promotion or a big project or something comes in the mix that's not normal or that changes things and changes the dynamic. It's really important that, again, you structure your time and create space for things like date night, for things like quality time, for things that are just one on one, just the two of you. And it's good to remember that your relationship should be built upon friendship. You don't want to lose that. You don't want to just become roommates living in a house together, raising kids. And that's why we say prioritize date night, because, yes, it keeps that chemistry alive, but it also takes you back to the pure friendship that you and your partner should have. The next thing is to protect the boundaries. Create non-negotiables in your relationship. Obviously, one that should be in every relationship is, you know, we will remain faithful. You know, there's a non-negotiable around that, you know, and create whatever other boundaries. Be open with your your significant other in what what concerns you, what upsets you, you know, what things you want to put in place. That way it, it doesn't offend the other person or make the other person worry or put yourself in a position that would break trust. Right. You want to have a trustworthy space where you and your spouse or you and your partner can communicate openly and be vulnerable with each other and know that it's a safe space to share whatever you need to share with that person. Yeah. And that really ties into the next one of protect the communication. Mm -hmm. You know, protect that space. 
make sure that they know that they can be open with you. Yeah. Don't let something, a concern or an opinion start a fight. You know, let the person speak and see their perspective. Whenever you come together in a relationship, it's important that you're now seeing both perspectives. It's a, it's no longer just your opinion. The other person's opinion matters too. And when you make big decisions like housing, like jobs, like, you know, children, when you make all these really big decisions and creating what you guys want together, it's important that these decisions are made together. Because the moment that you try to separate those decisions and say, hey, well, you make this decision and I'll make this one. Now you're just separating your lives. And when you do things together, you're stronger. So protect that open communication. Set your non-negotiables. You know, one for Laura and I is going to church on Sundays. That's a non-negotiable. Unless we're on vacation, we're going to our church on Sunday. Or unless someone's, you know, severely sick, we're going to church on Sunday. So church on Sunday, it's not about, you know, if we wake up and feel like going or if we're too tired to go or, hey, we'll watch online. No, it's a non-negotiable. On Sunday morning, we get up and we go to church. And we go to church as a family. And we're going to make sure that we take our kids to church. You know, that's something we established early on in our marriage that, hey, this is a non-negotiable. This is a boundary that we put in place. So always be pursuing. It's continuous. And give your best effort. Show up your best. And then make sure once you're pursuing the relationship and you have that relationship and you're continuing to grow it, that you do everything you can to protect that relationship. Protect the representation. Protect the communication. Protect the prioritization. And protect utilizing those boundaries and create a strong, sacred relationship because it's going to cause you guys to show up better and lead your family better. Thank you so much for joining this week's episode. We hope you've learned something new, that you feel challenged and leave inspired. If there's a part of this episode that stuck out to you, be sure to screenshot the podcast, post it on Instagram, and tag us in it. Let us know what captivated you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.